The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Monday, July 18th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on a commercial-free Monday made possible when you shop Amazon through my links at buzzburbank.com. Thank you for your patience while I took a break. Thank you also for listening to the best of Buzz during my absence. And again, a big thank you to Realm's R.J. Diaz for his excellent work in assembling them. Today, we hit the ground running with the start of the Republican National Convention, rich with dramatic possibilities, talk of unity, and a lot of mentions of the other party's candidate. Although many Americans grow understandably weary of political coverage, some avoiding it completely, for some of us, it's the Super Bowl and the oddest one ever. For all of us, it's serious. And that's not our only serious issue. A quiet Sunday morning in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, was punctured by gunfire that killed three more police officers and wounded three others, one of them critically. The shooter, a black former Marine angry about recent shootings by police, was also killed. He was apparently acting alone, but that's still being investigated. A man walking his dog heard 10 or 12 shots. Baton Rouge is where earlier this month police shot to death Alton Brown, a black man they had pinned to the ground, and it follows the shootings of five police officers in Dallas. Two prominent Republican senators have proposed making all cop killings a federal crime, making the shooters universally eligible for the death penalty or 30 years in prison at a maximum. In the past two weeks, at least eight officers have been killed, along with at least three African-American civilians. President Obama has soundly condemned the killing of police officers out of racial anger. In Fresno, California, police have released graphic video of its officer shooting to death a young black man who was unarmed but didn't follow police instructions to put up both his hands. Officers fired four shots the FBI is investigating. In Richmond, Virginia, vandals used red spray paint to deface a police memorial statue with the words Justice for Alton and a red X over the statue's torso. In Minneapolis last week, a Black Lives Matter protest shut down the local I-35 interstate bypass over the police killing of black motorist Philandro Castile, who was presumably stopped for a broken taillight. In a meeting with leading cops and black protesters, President Obama said the country is still not even close to closing the racial divide or reforming a criminal justice system that makes that divide worse. The latest incident is expected to fuel law and order proposals at the Republican National Convention, but the president is warned against using the tragedy to advance any agendas. Donald Trump says America is a divided crime scene that will only get worse. A new Gallup poll shows that Americans' confidence in our attempts at racial equality is at its lowest level in more than 20 years. A majority of us thinks opportunities are equal for blacks and whites in education, jobs, and housing. But inside the past two decades, that majority has shrunk from 79% to 64%. African Americans take an even dimmer view, with fewer than one in three saying jobs and housing are equal among the races. Holsters think the poisoned water in Flint, Michigan, and the attention to police shootings have hurt those numbers. Try as she might to put it behind her, Hillary Clinton's email kerfuffle has caught up with her, and it brought Trump with it. A New York Times-CBS News poll showed that in the aftermath of the FBI's investigations, Clinton's six-point lead had vanished, and Trump's support went up by 7%, bringing him statistically even with Clinton, with a one-point lead over her. Even worse for Clinton, a Rasmussen poll of likely voters shows Trump leading Clinton 44% to 37. 
That poll's had Trump in the lead for three straight weeks now. A Quinnipiac poll shows Trump leading or tied in the battleground states of Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Florida. With the public backlash over the email investigation, Clinton's now publicly admitted she has a trust problem. That might be an understatement. 67% of us told the CBS Times poll she's not honest. That's up seven points since before the FBI's recommendation that Clinton should not face charges despite sloppy attention to national security. There are still polls that show Clinton holding on to her lead over Trump, even by near-margin-of-error amounts. She has a double-digit lead in the battleground state of Colorado, and a new NBC News poll has her consistently ahead for three weeks running by about five points. The Republican National Convention might not be as dramatic as expected. The never-Trump movement within the party was, to use Donald Trump's word, crushed when we learned that only 12 members of the party's 112-member rules committee were willing to give that movement a voice at the convention. The committee voted down a proposal that would allow delegates to vote their conscience instead of voting as they had promised to the voters of their respective states. There won't even be any debate about that. Of course, many big voices against Trump won't even be there. Both of the presidents Bush, Mitt Romney, and John McCain are among them. And former New Jersey Governor Tom Keene won't be there for the first time in over 50 years because of Trump. Marco Rubio was invited to speak, but he won't be there at all, now focusing on his Senate race back in Florida, he says. Even the governor of the state holding the convention, Ohio's John Kasich, says he's staying away because of Trump. Among those who will be there speaking are House Speaker Paul Ryan, who's been a reliable Trump critic, and Trump's former top opponent, Ted Cruz. Elderly Trump critic and former Senator Bob Dole will be in the audience. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell will be there, too, along with the former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Trump's wife and children will speak as well, as will former Indiana basketball coach Bobby Knight and TV's Chachi actor Scott Baio. Trump says it will be an incredible convention. Trump chose Indiana Governor Mike Pence as his vice presidential running mate and says Pence was his first choice. Pence may have been Trump's first choice, but Trump was also reportedly having second thoughts. A source told NBC Trump was making midnight calls to his campaign advisors after selecting Pence, telling them he felt he was painted into a corner because there were problems with all his other favorites, flaws or conflicts. At the same time, those other favorites, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich and New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who served Trump obediently, reportedly found out they'd been passed over when they heard it on the news. Gingrich was reportedly considered too volatile for the campaign, and the Trump family still has a grudge against Christie for that time Christie prosecuted the father of Trump's son-in-law. Besides, a close associate of Christie's had just pleaded guilty to federal criminal charges. Even Pence came with some baggage supporting the same free trade agreements that Trump opposes and considerably more hawkish than Trump. Pence supported the Iraq invasion that Trump has called a horrible mistake. And the two sharply disagreed on Trump's plan to temporarily ban all Muslims from entering the country. Pence called it offensive and unconstitutional. Pence opposes same-sex marriage while Trump is okay with it. But like Trump, Pence believes in tax cuts for all, including corporations and the wealthy. They both oppose raising the minimum wage. They both want a Supreme Court that would overturn the Roe v. Wade ruling that legalized abortion. An Indiana paper had leaked Trump's pick the day before he was to have announced it. That leak took a lot of the wind out of Trump's announcement, as did the truck attack in France, which the Trump campaign said was the reason he would delay his announcement even further. 
Publicly, Trump praised Pence for not being afraid to say the phrase radical Islamic terrorism, for being a good partner to, quote, fix our rigged system, and for unifying the Republican Party. Trump announced his choice of Pence not at a press conference, but on Twitter. Between that and the leak, it was one of the least dramatic running mate announcements in history. The U.S. is once again launching airstrikes on ISIS out of Turkey, following an attempted overthrow of Turkey's government by members of its military, and after the power was cut off at the air base we're using there. Turkey is a key strategic base for the U.S. in its ongoing air battle against ISIS, and Turkey says it supports the U.S. effort now more than ever. More than 6,000 Turkish officials, military, soldiers, and others have been arrested, also following that attempted coup. But so have judges and other government officials Turkey's prime minister just didn't like. The U.S. says it had nothing to do with the overthrow attempt and was, in fact, gravely concerned about the takeover effort. More than a half dozen people have been detained in connection with the truck attack that killed 84 people last week in France. 75 of the wounded are still in hospitals. A truck carrying weapons, some of whom were fired by the driver, injured more than 200 people in all as it cruised through a Bastille Day crowd in Nice last Thursday. ISIS has claimed responsibility for the attack, and that appears to be true. French President Francois Hollande extended the country's state of emergency by three months, just two days before it would have otherwise expired. Alligators, although plentiful inside Florida's Disney World, have mostly avoided the park's human visitors until one of the gators dragged a boy to his death in a Disney lagoon a few weeks back. What changed? About a month before that ugly death, the front office had ordered its firefighters to stop feeding the alligators. Feeding gators is illegal in Florida because it makes them unafraid of humans. The order went out after a city worker spotted a gator in a parking lot looking for humans with food. Supplement maker Herbalife has agreed to pay $200 million to settle the government's complaints that it was running something akin to a pyramid scheme, and the company has promised to completely restructure itself. Herbalife paid its distributors not based on sales, as the law requires, but on the number of salespeople they were able to recruit. The new salespeople were then stuck with spending big money on a product inventory they were mostly unable to sell. That's against the law, and it caught the attention of the Federal Trade Commission, which accused Herbalife of unfair and deceptive practices. Herbalife settling a similar complaint in Illinois with another $3 million. The Washington, D.C. NFL team is holding on to the name that many believe to be a derogatory term for Native Americans, and it wants back its trademark on that name and the Native American-inspired team logo. The federal government revoked the team's trademark, calling it an offensive racial slur and a violation of a law passed in 1946 that prohibits offensive trademarks. Now, team owner Dan Snyder is challenging that revocation in the U.S. Supreme Court, saying it violated the Fifth Amendment, which prevents the government from taking property without permission. The team has won previous court battles over its name and logo and may win this one. An Asian-American rock band called The Slants has challenged the law as well, saying it's not just a racial slur, but has other meanings. In the court of public opinion, 9 in 10 Native Americans say they do not find the Washington team's name offensive. In case you haven't heard, you have now won back everything you've lost this year and more from your 401k after the stock market hit a new record high last week. The market's latest hit was from nervousness over the UK's exit from the European Union, 
but American Lifeline provisions kicked in, saving our investments here. He's a rich guy even Aerosmith wouldn't eat. American billionaire Warren Buffett is keeping to his word about giving away most of the fortune he's made through investments. Buffett, who's long argued for tax fairness between rich and poor, has just donated nearly $3 billion in stock shares to various charities. Most of the money went to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This donation brings to more than $24 billion the value that Buffett's donated in the past 10 years as he continues to carry out his pledge to give away 85% of his wealth. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Rolling Stone's frontman Mick Jagger is about to become a father for the eighth time at the age of 72. His 29-year-old girlfriend Melanie Hamrick is pregnant after the two met following a concert two years ago. Jagger's offspring range in age from 17 to 45. He's been a great-grandfather for about two months now, and he's a grandfather of five. Stone's guitarist Ronnie Wood has for a few months now been the father of twins. He's 68. Tesla says it's forging ahead with its self-driving cars despite a second crash in two months. The latest crash occurred in Montana when a man who only speaks Mandarin didn't understand the car's warning, which was in English. The crash in June was in Florida when the autopilot failed to see a big white semi, which, to it, blended into the sky. Both crashes are being investigated by the feds. Instead of discontinuing the autopilot feature, Tesla says it will focus on instructing drivers the right ways to use it. We all just need to chill when we're behind the wheel. A new report from AAA says road rage runs rampant in the U.S., with some of us even hitting other cars on purpose. At the very least, we're tailgating, confronting other drivers, or making rude gestures. AAA says this aggression makes driving more stressful, not less, and increases the risk of injury or death. Their study says 100 million of us have intentionally tailgated for revenge. 45% of us honk our horns. 33% give the old one-finger salute. Nearly one in four of us have cut someone off in an apparent attempt to teach them a lesson. Six million American drivers have intentionally bumped another car with their own. Six million drivers in the Northeast Corridor, according to the study, are the worst about this. The video starts with two nuns setting up a big banner on a beach that features an artist's portrayal of Jesus. Soon afterward, they're joined by a flash mob of nuns dancing in their habits around the banner. More nuns from Poland's Sisters of Merciful Jesus. Then a large group of children joins in. Flash mobs are usually the stuff of young people, which is the point. The mob of nuns and kids and the video that went viral are to promote the Catholic Church's World Youth Day next Monday. And finally, among believers, it's been said God helps those who help themselves. That brings us to the Florida woman who crashed into a house in Okaloosa County because she was praying while driving with her eyes closed. Thank you, Florida, for saying welcome home. I'm Buzz Burbank, and thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.